Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. And welcome to another edition of the Lunch and Learn with yours truly, Dr. Barry here. And I want to say thank you for all of you guys' support on our most recent episode, episode 58, where we asked the question, why is your doctor frustrated? And we answer it in four or five different points. And a lot of you guys were very surprised by a couple of them. So if you have not checked out the most recent episode, head over to drprsblog.com forward slash LLP058 for the most recent episode or just go to your favorite podcast app and check our last episode. But today, today I'm going to be asking a question. I think it's rhetorical because I kind of know where a lot of you guys are getting your health information from. But where is your, where, what is happening, right? Like where is all their information, especially in regards to health care and just health in general, like coming from, right? Let's enjoy this episode. I think it's going to be another fun one. And it was uh, definitely motivated by recent events on social media that I'm going to be talking about on today's episode. So like always, head over to drprsblog.com forward slash LLP059 for today's show notes. All right, so on episode 59, we're going to be asking the question, where are you guys getting your health information from? And this is a question I think all physicians ask, at least in their head, right? They may not ask it out loud, but I'm going to ask it out loud, right? The reason why I got to ask it out loud is because I am getting very concerned at the path I, a lot of you are going, right? And I say a lot, and maybe I'm hyperbolizing it, right? But at least the ones that I can see in my vicinity, whether you're face-to-face, whether you're on social media, whether you're just on the internet in general, whether you're following me on uh, the the blog post and you ask certain questions, it's very evident that a lot of people are getting their information in places they probably shouldn't have. And a lot of people are saying things they really shouldn't. And it's becoming so detrimental, right? Not for that one person, right? Because if they were keeping some of that information to themselves, I'd probably have no problem with it, right? If they were keeping the information to themselves, I'd probably have no issue with it. But the problem is because of the way our technology is now, right? The way media is now, right? The way social media is now, that when I say something, a lot of people can see it and hear it. Um, I have to be very mindful for the impressionable people that could possibly hear some of the crazy things I'm hearing, right? So over the weekend, I saw a tweet, and again, for for those who maybe follow me on the podcast, who maybe only follow me on the podcast and don't follow me on the social, my other social media outlets, I'm on lots of different social media outlets. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm even on Snapchat, right? So I'm on a lot of social media outlets uh, just because, one, I like being social, and two... I understand that I'm on YouTube as well. And uh, two, I understand that, you know, not everybody kind of takes their information the same way. Um, not everyone is in all in one location. That'd be great for me if it was, right? It'd be great for that every time I drop the podcast, it would get to everybody who listens, right? But that's just not the case. I have a lot of people who listen to the podcast when they check my website. Um, I have a lot of people who listen to the podcast when they're checking my YouTube page, right? So, Lots of different reasons uh, for listening to the podcast and li- listening, just getting your health information. 
which is why I'm pretty much everywhere, right? But when you're everywhere, right, you see some things that, you know, you almost wish you could unsee. So over the weekend, I saw a tweet, a tweet that insinuated that the reason for the antimicrobial resistance that there is, again, if you've been uh, following the podcast, check episode 23, uh, where I talk about antimicrobial resistance and why I don't like prescribing antibiotics for your common cold, because it's usually viral. Um, So check out episode 23. I'll put the link in the show notes uh, for that. Uh, But the... The, the author of the tweet insinuated that the reason for the antimicrobial resistance is because doctors did not understand the basic principle of evolution, right? And not, one, that sounds actually far-fetched and crazy, right? Two, that's actually not the you know reason for antimicrobial resistance, right? But when I, I thought about it, right, and I said, you know what, that's a, that's a stupid tweet. No one's going to pay it in mind. But then I look and I see that it's getting retweeted, and then I look and see this person almost has a couple thousand followers. So then I think, wow, like someone, right? Like someone who reads that tweet is really going to believe that the reason why antibiotic resistance is out there is because the doctors don't understand the basic evolution of, you know, bugs and microbes, which is crazy, right? Um, and the premise of the whole tweet in general was that uh, this person insinuated that Doctors avoid STEM degrees and go the easy route before they go to medical school. Again, another uh, crazy uh, endeavor. But again, people are entitled to their opinions. You allow it to happen. Not to say that their opinions are right or wrong, but a lot of times uh, they're on the wrong side, especially when it comes to health, right? And as a person who's been on social media for quite a while, uh, it was funny because when I first started out on social media, I didn't even like telling people I was actually a physician, right? Like I was, you know, my my tag name had like doctor in it, but I never really like put it out there that I was actually a physician. And one of the reasons that is that I saw so much crazy health advice go out there, right? So much crazy health advice that I didn't even want to be attached to the crowd who may be also giving health advice, some crazy ones as well, right? So I used to kind of lay low, right? Of course, I don't lay low now. Everyone knows what I do, how I do it, but... Uh, that was some of the reasons why, right? So again, when I when I asked the real question, like where are you getting your health information from? It's really from a sense of concern. It's really from a sense of worry because I'm afraid that a lot of you are getting your health information from places you definitely should be avoiding. And to kind of lead us into this topic, right? You have to kind of think about like old times and now, right? Like in the past and the present, right? In the past, right, where did we used to get our health information from, right? Like, and I, I kind of thought about this, and I think there's really, like, three systems, right? Three kind of uh, ways where we used to get our health information from and where we may not get it right now, right? For some, right, we used to read books, right? Some people, and again, there weren't that many, but some people used to read lots of books on just healthcare and medicine and uh, healing in general. And that's kind of how you got your information from, right? From just kind of general reading. And these were books that were usually authored by scientists and physicians. So you knew they were credible sources. Uh, and that leads us to our number two source, right, of where we used to get health information from is the physician, right? For many, many people did not necessarily want to know about their disease. They did not necessarily want to know how their disease worked. They just wanted to make sure you knew how to treat it. So for a lot of people, uh, that doctor-patient relationship really relied on the fact that, hey, 
I'm coming to you to heal me. I don't necessarily want to know about how you're healing me or like how does it work. Uh, I just want to know that you can do it, right? So the physician was a, a very big primary source of our information gathering when it comes to like how we used to consume our health information, right? Because again, for a lot of times, a lot of people didn't want to know, and a lot of people were okay with the relationship that their doctor knew what was going on, and they were just okay with being healed. And I think the last one, and this is something especially uh, being of uh, Haitian descent, right? Family tradition is a big thing too, right? There are a lot of tried and true remedies uh, that were tested over time, you know, whether it be teas, whether it be drinks, whether it be lotions and creams. There's a lot of different remedies out there uh, that were kind of passed down from family member to family member that we kind of use for our common colds and illnesses, uh, that work just as fine as some of the stuff we have out uh, today, right? So that and like, what did all of these kind of systems kind of you know mirror? They mirror like this closed system, right? It was like this closed system where if you saw the doctor, then you knew uh, what was happening with your care, right? If you were in the family, then you kind of knew the family remedy, right? Like if you happen to go to the library and you know read these uh, you know reviewed books by you know some some established authors, then you kind of knew, right? It was like a closed system, right? It wasn't as open as was it is now, right? And I think that's kind of where we are today, right? We're in a very open system. When it comes to how we gather our health in general, and how do we how we gather information in general, and what what's happened now is that media and the internet has kind of opened the doors. It's not even really opened the doors. It's kind of kicked down the doors uh, to the access of health information, right? And it was to a point where now, if I want to know about lupus, if I want to know about rheumatoid arthritis, if I want to know about breast cancer, colon cancer, I just honestly put it in the search bar and press go and it goes. And I learn a lot about it. I get a lot of results back. And the the issue is, is because the media has made it more accessible um, for you to understand and get information on your medical and health care, right? Uh, it does. It hasn't necessarily made it more reliable, right? Uh, we have some tried and true websites that we tend to go to when we're looking for health information, uh, whether it be WebMD, whether it be Medscape, um, whether it be MayoClinic.org, you know, whether it be DrPiersBlog.com, right? Like we have some websites that we tend to go to when we're looking for our health information. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean much, right? Because again, for all you know, right? Again, let's say you know I was just some random person who wanted to call himself DrPiersBlog.com. I could have been writing all of these medical, you know, related information. I could have been doing these videos. I could be doing this podcast and have no, you know, background in medicine, right? Like it's quite possible because honestly, all you need is to be able to open up um, a, a laptop. Turn on your phone, type away. Like, that's all you necessarily need to do to kind of put the information out there. So, what's happening now is I think a lot of people, whether you're consuming their information through blogs, through television, uh, through these video channels, through social media in general, a lot of people um, are not fact checking it like, it like they should, right? And it was something that I, I used to experience a lot in my practice, right? Where 
people would come in and say, hey, Dr. Pierre, I just read this article about my disease and I want to try this remedy. So when I would ask them, where is that article from and, you know, who wrote it and, you know, what backing, what scientific backing is there? uh, I would get a lot of resistance. I get a lot of pushback. Uh, because for a lot of people, especially when we talk about that old time where it was the doctor-patient relationship was more of, hey, I come here, you take care of me, and then I don't ask no questions. Now you have these patients that, you know, they want to know, right? They want to know everything about what's going on. They want to know that you know uh, what you're talking about. And honestly, sometimes they want to confirm that they know what they're talking about, right? Especially uh, our patients, like we call uh, these patients like the consumeristic type patients, right? The Googlers of the world, right? Where they Google uh, their disorder. Then they come to you and say, hey, I Googled it. I found the answer. I just want to confirm that I'm on the right path, right? You have a lot of patients um, who are doing that, right? And I can tell you there's a lot of physicians who don't really like that way, right? There's a lot of physicians who, when they came up and their personality was more of, hey, hey, I say take this medication and you take this medication. Whereas now that same doctor may say take this medication, but now the patient, right, you who's listening, right, is going to be like, well, do I really need to take this medication? Like, was there any other medications I could take, right? Like, uh, you becoming, or you're, you guys are asking much more questions, which I love, right? Like, I want my patients to be as informed as possible. Again, we wouldn't be doing any of the stuff that we're doing, right, if giving you guys information to empower yourself wasn't the goal, right? But what's happening? Honestly, what's happening is that a lot of you guys, and again, I say a lot of you, it's all hyperbole, but a lot of you guys are getting information from sources that you probably shouldn't be getting your information from. And what's been happening is that the authority that the physician used to hold uh, just isn't there no more, right? The authority that, you know, the family tradition used to hold isn't there no more, right? Uh, you know, those, those, articles and stuff you used to read that were authored by physicians and you know credible people alike are now being replaced by quick blogs and quick videos of people who you know are enthusiastic and just wants to write about it but not necessarily know all of the ins and outs right and again like i said i'm not saying that everyone is like that right like there are some sources where i think it's good because again i think one of the criticisms i have always had on the medical profession uh, especially on, on our side, is that we do such a bad job at really communicating with you guys of where you get your information from, how you should consume your information, and what to look for when you go out searching, right? And for, for those who are listening, um, if you've ever had a headache, right, and you searched WebMD or some of these other websites like, hey, I got symptoms of a headache, what could this be? Uh, very often I've gotten... Uh, calls from patients saying, "Hey, I think I have cancer." Right? Like it all because again, is cancer is headache a symptom of cancer? Sure. Uh, do you have cancer? Probably not. Right? But because they've went out and looked for uh, an answer, they got the answer that they was looking for. Right? And a lot of people really aren't ready for the answers that they're looking for right um and i think sometimes it kind of surprises them they're like oh my god I, ju- I just thought i had a headache i thought i was gonna have to take some tylenol but this website's telling me i may have cancer and i need to go see a neurosurgeon and all these things here that they weren't expecting to get 
And I think that's one of the things that as a physician, one of our skills is that we're able to take in information that our patients give us and really kind of prioritize, like, okay, this person probably doesn't have cancer. They probably have a tension headache. Uh, let me suggest this remedy, right? But the problem is you don't necessarily get that kind of filter, right? Uh, when you, you go online, you don't necessarily get that kind of filter uh, when you're watching TV shows, right? You don't get that necessarily kind of filter when you're on uh, social media. So that's why it's important to really understand uh, who to get information from, how much information to take, uh, from it, like I said, when I talked earlier about the tweet, right? Uh, the tweet really was discussing in a very important topic, right? Like again, we talked about it on episode twenty-three about antimicrobial resistance, right? But what was wrong was that the tweet suggested that physicians, right, doctors, uh, because of their lack of understanding of evolution, was the cause of it, right? And again, check out the last episode to find that. I mean, not last episode, but episode twenty-three where I had to kind of discuss some of the reasons why uh, antimicrobial resistance kind of started in the first place and it's kind of here to stay. And let me tell you, hint, hint, money is uh, a, a part of it, all right, because money is always a part of it, especially in healthcare, right? So again, not to say that I want you guys to stop going to your favorite blogs, uh, your favorite health blogs, your favorite Instagram nutrition pages. I don't, I don't want you to do that, right? Like I want you to do that, but I want you to... Go at it with an eye of, okay, I understand where this is coming from. I understand how credible this information may or may not be. And I need to be able to make the best choice uh, from it, right? And at the end of the day, knowing that I have physicians and healthcare workers out there who are willing and able uh, to assist me, right, is something I need to make sure I can fall back on. And but not necessarily uh, discredit, right? And uh, I talk to some of my colleagues all the time. Uh, some of the biggest gripes, again, I couldn't, I should have mentioned it last week on the episode. Some of the biggest gripes is that physicians no longer feel like they have any authority, right? Like they no longer feel that they have any say when it comes to healthcare, right? Uh, they have to sit and watch as people who know something about wellness and health, right, are getting paid 10 times as much uh, to speak on a topic that they've gone to school for years for, right? Like they've had to uh, sit and watch as uh, patients come into their office with uh, pages and pages of a website blog from a person who doesn't necessarily have the credentials uh, to be talking about what they're talking, right? So they're having to face uh, the, the premise that Yes, I can tell you take this medication, but you're likely going to say, no, I'm not going to take it, and this is why, or I found a different alternative when I went to this website, right? Or I found a different alternative when I heard from this TV show, right? So that's kind of, again, where we're at uh, with health information. Again, I want to stress that I am not telling you not to check out social media, right? I'm not telling you not to check out television. I'm not telling you not to check out these blogs and these video channels. What I am telling you is that to make sure that you're giving them the same amount of scrutiny that uh, some of you are giving the physicians, right? Some of you are are giving uh, the family traditions that were the old ways how we consumed our health information, uh, but no longer is the case. That's again, that's you know, long gone, right? Long gone are the days 
where uh, your physician is going to tell you all you need to know about your health care, and that's about it, right? Uh, long gone are the days where the only source of your health information is just going to be from family tradition, right? And that's not happening anymore, right? So we got to be able to adjust together, right? Physician and patient adjust together. Uh, th- this new world and see how we can kind of use that to our advantage, right? Which is, again, something uh, was which is a goal of mine when we started, you know, Dr. Pierre's blog in general, right? Because I understood that social media was going to be very big uh, when it came to healthcare, right? And I wanted to make sure I was in front of it all. Uh, so, again, that wraps up this week's episode, episode 59. Like always, check out uh, com for slash LLP059 for today's show notes or lunchlearnpod.com for all of the podcast episodes on there. And the goal is to empower you to better your health today. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. Please head over to lunchlearnpod.com where you'll get the most recent episodes as well as today's show notes for your listening and viewing pleasure. And like always, depending on where you're listening this to, please subscribe to the podcast so you can get all the latest episodes sent directly to you. And we are at all of your favorite podcast listening stations including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. Again, thank you for taking the time to listen and empower yourself to take control of your health, and we'll see you next week.